Hello and welcome to The Shadow from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Adventures of the Shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that cry. You know, last year, forest fires burned enough timber to provide a 12-month supply of newsprint for every newspaper in America. They wrecked outdoor playgrounds, destroyed wildlife, and took the lives of many people. Do you know how many separate forest fires there were in America last year? There were 175,000 of them, and over 90% were caused by people. It takes only a moment's carelessness with a match, a cigarette, or a campfire to set loose fire in a forest. But the same moment of thought and awareness can save so much. If you can start a fire through carelessness, then by being watchful, you can prevent that fire. Be careful. And now to the shadow. The shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Murder at Dead Man's Inn. It is nearly midnight of a stormy evening in the foothills of the Dark Cliff Mountains. The wind lashes the creaking sign of the Dark Cliff Inn, an ancient hotel that perches atop a barren rise in the bleak terrain. Before a flickering fire in the dilapidated interior sit three figures. One of them, a man of 60, gray and fat, whose bright, bulging eyes glisten as he addresses the two companions who sit with him in the uneasy glow of the firelight. Ah, no, my dear Mr. Bevan. There is nothing so comforting as a bright, dark fire on a dark, chilly night. I'm sure you agree, Mr. Monroe. Oh, I do trust you have no fear of the elements, Mr. Prim. Not you either, my dear Monroe. You have no cause for fear, you know. None at all. Ah, gentlemen, the fire is dying out. It's almost twelve. Two hours past the usual time. Shall we not retire? Shall we not get up to our beds, gentlemen? I said, shall we not? Oh, but of course you can't get up to bed without my help, can you? <laughs> How could you? 
After all, you're dead. The storm that broke over the Dark Cliff Inn hit the city 50 miles away half an hour later, drenching dark streets and alleyways as well as the lighted windows of Miss Margot Lane's apartment. Inside, she and Lamont Cranston watch the violence of the downpour. Now, oh, look at it come down. Thank heavens we got here before it broke loose. Well, I understand the old expression now. Which one, Lamont? One about it's not being fit night out for man or beast. <laughs> oh, now, who in the world could that be? Well, it could be for me, lady. I left this number. Oh. Hello. Cranston. Yes. This is Levitt, Dave Levitt. Oh, yes, Dave. What is it? I'm calling you from the Dark Cliff Inn. From where? The Dark Cliff Inn. It's 50 miles out on the old mountain road. What in the world are you doing out there? Why, well, I, I wanted to look the place over. I'm considering turning it into a summer hotel. Well, that's a poor neighborhood for a summer hotel, Dave. I'm afraid you'll regret the venture. I already am regretting it. Well, what do you mean? Listen, Lamont. You know me. You've known me for years. And you know I don't scare easily. Well, of course, Dave. Well, I, I'm scared now. I'm petrified. Dave, what's the matter? I've walked into trouble. And I doubt if I walk out of it alive. Help me, Cranston, please. There are things going on here, the like of which I've never seen before in my life. Are you alone out there, Dave? No. There are people with you? Yes. Well, can't they help you? No. Why not? Because... Because they're all dead. What? Believe me, Lamont. Trust me, please, and help me. Help me. Hello. Hello, Dave. Dave. What was it, Lamont? Trouble. Listen to that storm. You know, Margot, the evolutionists have a theory that we were descended from fish. So? Our ancestry should stand us in good stead tonight. We're driving to Darkliff Inn. Lamont, I never heard of it. Well, it's a little before your time, Margot. It was originally owned by a seafaring gentleman named Dunstead, who ran it at a loss for several years. How long ago was that? Uh, see, that was uh, almost exactly 15 years ago that Dunstead lost his mind. Lost his mind? It's only fair to him to think so, Margot. It would be worse to think that a sane man could murder three people in cold blood. What? Yes, on the night of the tragedy, there were three lone guests at Dark Live Inn. Dunstead murdered all three of them in their beds. Oh, Lamont, he must have been insane. Well, I've always thought so. Particularly because of the deliberate viciousness he used. What do you mean? He had himself a time, it seems. Killed each of his victims in a different way. One by shooting, one by hanging. A third by a knife in the heart. They caught him, I hope. Oh, he spared them the trouble. Well, you can answer that to yourself, my lady. Here it is, just on the rise of this hill. It's the answer to a phantom's prayer. Yes, it's a little worse than I remembered it. Well, come on, Margot. We'll proceed with caution. Dave! 
He may be wandering around inside. The place is enormous. That's probably why. Let's hope that's why. Come on, my lady. This place could use a woman's touch. Could use a dozen women's touches. All scrub women. Look at the spider web. Long and thick. Fifteen years of hard work for an industrious spider. And for what? Funny. What is? Levitt probably came in by the front door, don't you think? Yeah. Yet the dust on the floor is absolutely even. There's not a footprint anywhere. I wonder... Uh, you heard it too? I thought I did. Found upstairs? Yes. Come on, let's go up and have a look around. Lamont? Hmm? You think it's safe? I, uh... I'd really hate to say, darling. Did you bring your flashlight, Lamont? Yeah. Good. Dark as a tomb in here. Well, the current's probably been shut off. <laughs> Lamont, what's that? Easy, sweetheart. Oh, Lamont, be careful. It might... Oh, it's okay. Emergency's over. It's only a door banging in the wind. Oh, please. Let's get back downstairs. Now? With an open door to investigate? Impossible. How could we, Mark? But don't... Just a second. I'll look inside. Lamont, don't leave me. All right. Come along. Uh, what kind of room is this? The bedroom. There's the bed. Lamont. What? Look, there's somebody sleeping. Well, what do you know? Is it Levitt? No, I'm afraid not. Well, who is it? What in the world is he doing here? I'll try and find out. I, uh, I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. I... Louder. I, uh, I'm afraid it wouldn't do much good, Margaret. What do you mean? How else can you wake him up? I don't know, my dear. I don't think I can. In fact, I doubt if anyone can. What do you mean? Well, I don't urge you to look, Margaret, but there's a bullet wound through the gentleman's temple. He's been dead a very long time. Come on. The blood's dried black. Come on, let's get out of here and call. Listen. It's the desk bell. In that deserted, dust-covered lobby? There it is again. Where are we going? Downstairs, darling, to see if we can be of service. There's not a soul down here. You, uh, you don't suppose we're letting our imagination... No, I heard that bell. I tell you, I heard... I've heard it. My dear young woman. Who's that? Easy, sweetheart. Who are you, sir? I am a bit busy to be answering questions, my friend. What are you doing here? I might ask the same of you. Except that I asked first. I, sir, am here on behalf of the proprietor. The proprietor? Yes. In his absence, I am taking care of the establishment. And perhaps you'd like to know there's a corpse in the room to the left of the stairs. Of course. Mm. <laughs> oh, sir, you must mean dear Mr. Monroe. He's been with us for quite a while. But he's dead. Yes, of course he is, dear lady. I can't remember when dear Monroe was alive. What in the name? Where's Dave Levitt? Who? You heard me, Mr. Levitt. Dave Levitt. I'm sorry, sir. He's not registered. Now, look here. He called me from this place. Oh, what's that? Oh, it's the buzzard again. I declare I've run my feet off in this hotel. Today, Mr. Pym again. What on earth could he want? Uh, just a minute. I'll attend to you later, my friend. As soon as I've seen the dear Pym. He may never come back. Well, we'll see that he does. Oh, you're coming along? Any reason why not? None at all, sir. 
You're perfectly welcome. Mr. Prim? You rang, Mr. Prim? Lamont, listen. Yes, I heard, Mother. What is it, that sound? I don't know. It's too dark to see. Use the flashlight. Okay. There we are. Now, where's... Oh, Lamont. That sounds the creaking of a rope. Rope? Swinging from the chandelier. Look up there. A man. Lamont. Dead man hanging by his neck. Lamont, please. Let's get out of here while we still Wait, can. Wait, just a moment, Margaret. What? Where is he? The little old man who said he was in charge. I thought he was standing beside you. I thought he was standing beside you. Practically then. We'll soon put a stop to this. Come on. Hello there. Where are you? I said, where are you? That came from downstairs. Okay, hurry. Where are you? Answer me. We'll find you. Are you looking for me, sir? Oh, there he is. What happened to you? I saw that Mr. Prim didn't need me, so I went my way. Didn't need me? What are you talking about? Couldn't you see the man was dead? Oh, but of course, sir. Just like dear Monroe. What is this place, a morgue? Why, yes, you might call it a morgue in a sort of a way, sir. You see, there are only dead people here. Except for you two, of course. Uh, how about you? Oh, I'm dead, too. Uh, uh, you see, I'm the third guest who was murdered here 15 years ago. What are you saying? Oh, it's the truth, sir. I was the one who was stabbed. Wait. I'll open my coat. See? Good Lord. Lamont, look. There's a knife in his heart. We'll return to the shadow in just a minute. The next time you buy a bottle of milk at your grocery store, look at the bottle top. It will say, pasteurized. Now, pasteurization means a method of heating milk to destroy certain germs. But how do you know that bottle of milk is pasteurized? Have you any evidence besides that bottle top? Well, offhand, you'd think not. But the fact that you live in America is all the evidence you need. For there's a law that protects you from false labeling of food. And laws, well-enforced laws, too, that guard you and your family from harmful foods and drugs. Laws that you probably have never even heard of, yet in many cases your life depends on them. Remember, the Federal Food and Drug Act, like all other laws, was made by you for you. It and all our laws give us protection and freedom as found nowhere else in the world. So let's hold on to them by respecting them, by obeying every law. Our freedom depends on it. And freedom is everybody's job. And now, back to the shadow. Margot collapsed to the floor of the dismal lobby of Dark Cliff Inn as she saw the knife sticking into the heart of the little old man. Quickly, Lamont bent over her to revive her, and when she had regained consciousness, he turned to the deathly little character with a question, only to find that he had disappeared again into the shadows of the bleak, dilapidated hostelry. 
Lamont, please let's go. All right, darling. We'll see if we can locate some form of local authorities and get them to help find poor old Levin before... What was that? Nothing. Please, dear, let's go. I heard it. Probably rats in the walls. No, that's that's an ordinary sound. But uh, it's coming from just under our feet. Lamont, let me have one more chance, my lady. One more chance to get to the bottom of this clammy situation. Couldn't Please, he... I'll be back in a moment. You wait here. Oh, why can't I go along? <laughs> Spoken like a true lady, sir. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Well, I judge you to be an old wine cellar from the temperature. Probably the place... Lamont! Almost fell. Oh, be careful. Will you look what I almost fell over? Oh! Coffin? Of all... Lamont, listen. It's coming from inside. What in the name? Yeah, help me raise it. All right. That's right. A little higher. Lamont. It's lovely. Dave! Dave, are you all right? I'd have sworn I'd never see the face of a friend again. Help me out of town. There we are. What happened to you? Uh, just after I called you, this strange old man who's wandering around the place. We know. We've seen him. Yes. He suddenly attacked me. He has the strength of a maniac, Cranston. He knocked me unconscious and then probably dragged me down the cellar steps because the next thing I knew, I was regaining my senses, nailed into this coffin here. Yes, he was very polite with us. Sickeningly, weirdly polite. Yes, I know. He was here when I first walked in, and he was very cordial then. He told me that he was in possession of a great secret. The secret of Dark Cliff Inn, but that no one was ever going to find out but him. Did he make any sense at all? Very little. The only coherent thing he said was something about the skipper's log. Skipper's log? Whatever that means. Perhaps we'll have to find out what it means. Not me. All I want to do is get out of here. Oh, yes, Lamont. Look, Let's darling, go. if we'd left before, we wouldn't have found poor Levitt at all. Now I know I don't want to leave till I've unraveled this little witch's dance. But, oh, give me half an hour, 30 minutes more. If I haven't discovered the secret by then, we'll go. If we're still able to. I'd like my chance. All right, Lamont. You can have it. covered four stories of this place now, Lamont, rapping on the walls. What's the idea? Well, it may be very optimistic of me, Margot, but I have a vague hope of finding a secret panel or a hidden safe. Why, Cranston? Instinct, Levitt, old man. Secret cache of some kind is strongly indicated. Are you going to try the next floor above? Next floor above is the attic. The attic? An extremely likely place, the attic. Then why can't Dave and I go on ahead and search up there? It would save time. I, I don't think... On the other hand, why not? Yes, it might be an excellent idea, except for one thing. Margot. Yes? You see, uh, excuse us a moment, Levitt. Yes, of course. Now, look, be very careful and very observant. When you get up there, I want you to remember. Dave. Dave? Yes, Margot. Are you busy over there? There are a couple of old sea chests I thought looked interesting. Well, come here a moment. I want to show you something. Yes, what is it? This beam here supporting the roof. Do you realize what it is? Why, yes. Looks like a tree trunk. Right. And do you realize what a tree trunk is, Dave? Why, of course, a tree trunk. It's a log. <laughs> 
And our strange old friend said something. About the skipper's log. I think you've got something, Margot. Now, just a moment. I do. There ought to be a... There it is. Look. I pressed here and the panel opened. What's inside? Looks like some sort of box. Very heavy. You see, it's like a treasure chest. It's too heavy for you. I'll take it. Oh, no. That's all right. I think we'd better show it to Lamont at once. I'll take it, please. Oh, no, Dave, it's okay. I can... I said I'll take it, Margot. Now you'll do me the favor of telling Mr. Cranston nothing. Dave, you've got a gun. Yes, and what's at stake would justify its use. I don't get it. Perhaps I'd better explain. But Lamont and I came here to help you. You and Lamont did very well, very well indeed, just as I hoped you might. You see, I couldn't call in the police to search, so I got Cranston to do my investigating for me. What do you mean? I was desperate, that's what I mean. I had to find the treasure before someone discovered the bodies of the two guests that old Dunstead had murdered and dressed up like his two favorite victims of yesteryear, Prim and Monroe. Dunstead? Why, that's the, the proprietor who murdered those people in their beds and then committed suicide. He tried to commit suicide, yes. But he didn't die. He lived on a wandering, half-mad life of 15 years until I stumbled on him here. He told me about the treasure. A treasure left here in Dark Cliff over a hundred years ago by a privateering sea captain. And he's the one who killed the two men here. That couldn't be helped. A pair of itinerant tramps came nosing around and heard more than was good for them. They had to be killed. Which, in a sense, was lucky. Their bodies came in handy for the little play that old Dunstead so much enjoyed performing. Old Dunstead. Then, then he's the little old man who greeted us. Exactly. But that knife I saw stuck in his heart. An old theatrical trick I showed him, and he loved it like a child. You see, he's very much like a child. An old, sick child with a thirst for gold. Now you know the story, Miss Lane. With your kind permission, I will open this window. Climb down to safety Who's with... Who's that? My... That's Cranston I shoot. No. It's not Cranston. It's me, Levitt, me. What? Your friend, Dunstead. The man you promised to help. The man you swore you'd never cheat. Now you're trying to escape. To run away with all my gold. No, 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 you don't understand, Dunstead. I was only going to... Up your lives. Give me my treasure. Dunstead, Dunstead, come back here. He's got it. Stop, Dunstead, I warn you. Warn me. <laughs> what worse can you do to me than steal my treasure? What worse can you do, you thief? This worse maniac... Drop that chest before I fire again and you... <laughs> Who is that? Shadow? Who made that sound? Who was that laughing? It was I. The Shadow. I, I hear a voice, but th th there isn't anything there. I don't see anyone, but there's a voice speaking. Am I going crazy too? No, Levitt. The pure evil never go crazy. You're already mad with your own wickedness. No, no, Shadow. You don't understand. I'm being robbed. You lie. The treasure is not yours. It was Dunstead who told you about the trove of the captain of long ago. About the skipper's log. Insane though he is, he has a better claim than you do. Yeah. You see? You see? He's going out the window. Stop or I'll shoot. I won't stop. The bridge is mine. Okay, then. Put that gun <laughs> Now you see who wins. The treasure's mine. Goodbye, Mr. Levin. Not yet, old man. Give it to me. No, no. The treasure's mine. He lost his balance. Oh, no. Oh, no. Look down below. Margo, get away from that window. Not so fast. Let me go. Now then, Shadow, 
Till now, you've held all the cards. At last, I have one. And a trump, Miss Lane. Either you let me out of this place with the treasure, or she follows Dunstead. Have you looked well at that treasure chest, Levitt? What? What do you mean? Have you noticed the Yale lock, the factory finish? No sea captain of a hundred years ago left that chest, Levitt, because there were no such chests in existence. You're lying. They're trying to bluff me. Open the chest and see. No. <laughs> a priceless treasure, Levitt. A treasure of lead weights. Useless and worthless. Let me go. Let the me trick go. trick is over, Levitt. Turn loose of me. Now. city of Gunsport in Tobago in the 18th century. Yes, but how much of it? Oh, millions of dollars worth. Oh, Lamont, we can buy anything we want, can't we? <laughs> With this, Margot, we couldn't even buy a stick of bubble gum. Huh? What do you mean? This stuff was already worthless before Dewey entered Manila Bay. Oh, dear, all this trouble for nothing. No, 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 keep your blouse on. Here, have a cigarette. Thanks. We might as well have stayed at home. Oh, I don't think so. Light? Yes. Hey, hey what are you lighting it with? $5,000 banknote. Uh, you see, all the danger we went through, and what good did it do us? Oh, I don't know, milady. I've always rather liked the idea of having money to burn. <laughs> <laughs> We can't stop a person from being prejudiced, but there is something we can all do to halt the spread of this unreasoning hate. First of all, recognize prejudice for what it is, an acute danger to the country. Isolate it. Don't spread stories which discredit members of any race or religion. In personal dealings with other people, judge them for what they are and not on the basis of their race or religion. There will be those who will tell you that one group or another is to blame for all our present problems. You'll find that bearers of such stories are usually trying to gain political favor or make easy money by exploiting hate. We can solve all our problems, not by hate and division, but by working together as one people, 
We're all American. Let's keep it that way. Now back once again to the shadow. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when the shadow will again demonstrate that... The weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The part of Lamont Cranston was played by Brett Morrison. Margot by Grace Matthews. This is the Mutual Don Lee Broadcasting System.